Well, sometimes you think that you've done well with certain project program initiatives and happenings. And sometimes you think it's over. Well, you live to find out that it's not over. And that kind of scenario happens often with health, uh, not only in other worlds, but also in the health world. And I know people who have had cancer, then it goes into remission and then it reappears. And that seems to be the case with certain diseases uh, like COVID and flu and things of that nature. So what that does, I think, is it shows us and emphasizes to us the importance of health education and familiarization. Wow, that's a big word. So we wanted to go ahead and continue to inform the community as it relates to the importance of keeping up and staying informed from a health perspective. And since the season is changing, we thought it would be a good thing to have Dr. Monique Davis-Smith to come and chat with us about, well, I hate to tell y'all, but COVID is back. And I hate to tell y'all, but COVID is coming back strong. And I hate to tell y'all that, well, I don't hate to tell you this, but I'm going to get my other, I'm going to get the other, uh, 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 what, is, what is not, Pfizer, uh, Moderna. I'm going to get my other Moderna <laughs> now that it's uh, permissible and it's on the market because unlike some other folks, I believe in it. I believe in the vaccination. I've had my flu shot. And though they say it might be a little painful, I'm gonna get uh uh what that thing for your skin, dog? Uh, uh shingles. I'm gonna get my shingles shot too. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I have with me Dr. Uh, Monique David Smith, and this is her second go-around. She's becoming a call to action expert. <laughs> and I need to give a shout out to her husband, Dr. Jimmy Smith who's uh, in charge of the Department of Public Health. I had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. And while I got her and while she's going to tell him, I just appreciate what the two of you all are doing for this community from a health perspective. You know, although they may be jobs with your conscientiousness and your desire and your seriousness uh, 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 glow. They glow in the community. And you all are making a difference and an impact on the community. And I want to give y'all a shout out to the Dr. Smiths <laughs> for all that uh, they do. So as I said, we have Dr. Monique Davis-Smith, who's going to briefly introduce herself and delve right into, you know, the vaccinations that are important, uh, what the year look like as it looks, looks like as it relates to COVID and She's going to explain to me and others what RSV means. I saw <laughs> I saw it in an email and I acted like I, but I don't have a clue. Uh, so uh, take it away, Doc. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Harrison, for having me on the show. Glad to be back with you all again. As he stated, I'm Dr. Monique Davis-Smith, a family medicine uh, physician in middle Georgia, work with Atrium Health Navicent with the Family Medicine Residency Program and was asked to come and talk with you all today about uh, vaccines. Uh, typically, when we talk about vaccines, we think 
think about babies, kids getting a shot. So, but there, there are several vaccines that are recommended for adults. And so what we'll review today are really adult vaccines and what's the vaccination series, if you will, for adults. So for adults, the vaccines that are recommended are your tetanus shot that you get every 10 years or so, or if you step on a nail or cut yourself. Your hepatitis series, if you've not completed it, hepatitis B vaccine and a hepatitis A vaccine, adults should have. And the shingles vaccine is actually recommended started at the age of 50. Shingles is a um, similar to chickenpox, I guess. You know, we all think about. Okay, I'm, I'm muted now. But that uh, shingles uh, is a can reoccur in people who've had chickenpox. Wow. And shingles are recommended to be given at the age, beginning at the age of 50, you can get your shingles vaccine. It's two shots um, that you have to receive when you're getting, it's a series of two. And once you've gotten those two, then you're completed with that uh, vaccine uh, process. What that does, it does is help to prevent that virus from reoccurring. What happens after you get chickenpox, that virus can go and hang out in your nervous system and it can be reactivated when your immune system is weakened or if you're stressed or various causes. And what the shingles vaccine does is help to prevent that from reactivating. Um, and you described it as that skin thing. So what happens typically with shingles as it comes along the dermatome, it doesn't cross the midline. It shows up on one side of your body. And what happens typically with that, if it reoccurs, is it's, it can cause significant pain. So I do recommend getting your shingles vaccine. I already got my two. Uh, that was my gift to myself, one of my gifts to myself uh, on my 50th year. Mm -hmm. uh, the other vaccines uh, that, so I said, hepatitis A, hepatitis B, tetanus, shingles. The other uh, vaccines that are recommended are your flu vaccine. That's really for everybody. Everyone over six months old should get a flu vaccine. And you get the flu vaccine every year. Um, it is not a lot. People typically say, oh, I took the flu vaccine and it gave me the flu. And that's not quite true. It's really not true at all. You, some people may have a reaction to the vaccine and it makes them feel a little achy, but you don't get the flu from the flu vaccine. Mm -hmm. uh, what may happen is you could have been exposed to the virus already and got the shot and then got sick. So it's a relative to when you got the vaccine, but the vaccine doesn't cause the flu. It may cause your arm to be a little sore. It may cause you to feel a little achy, but it does not cause the flu. The benefit of getting the flu and the flu vaccine you have to get every year which I think, and this is just me thinking, I don't have science behind this, but my thought is that the COVID vaccine, a booster may be like that too, a, a vaccine that you may need to get every year as that virus changes, um, like the flu vaccine changes every year because the variant of that flu virus can mutate. And so um, the benefit of getting the flu vaccine is it reduces your risk of contracting the flu and if you get the flu, it's, it should cause you to get a, a um, 
blunted response, if you will, to not get as sick uh, with uh, the virus if you should obtain it. Um, and the other vaccine is the COVID vaccine, as you mentioned. Uh, and so there is a new booster that is, oh, and there's one more. There's a new booster um, for the COVID shot this year, and it is recommended for people, really anyone, um, to go and get the, the new COVID uh, vaccine as it's out. There's a pneumonia vaccine, PNV20. It's one shot, one and done with that. Uh, it's recommended for people over the age of 65 or people with diabetes or other lung issues, COPD, asthma. And the RSV is the new vaccine that's out. You asked what is RSV. RSV is a respiratory virus. Uh, it's typically was seen more frequently in, in infants and children that you would see it. And I guess really since COVID, uh, we're and during that time period where children were not being immunized, that was one of the um, consequences, unfortunately, of COVID. Um, people didn't come out, didn't go to the doctors. So a lot of children didn't get their vaccines and were behind on their vaccines. And um, that RSV virus just really took off. And so many adults got sick with RSV in addition to COVID because children weren't vaccinated against RSV. And now there's an RSV vaccine that is available for adults. And so they recommend the RSV vaccine. Um, it's not like the previous vaccines that are recommended, that are recommended pretty much for everyone and people within the age group. The RSV vaccine, I recommend maybe you have a conversation with your doctor to see, hey, should I get this vaccine or not? Uh, people over a certain age might really consider it and people who are immunocompromised or have significant lung disease, I would recommend should get that. In addition to vaccines, I think people should really still remember to wash your hands. I was really, one thing I was excited about with COVID is that we talked about washing our hands. People take that for granted what hand washing does in reducing the spread of disease uh, and washing your hands correctly for the length of time, your fingers, all of it, the back of your hand, the wrist, the rinsing and drying, it's important. So I would encourage people to wash your hands. Um, and if you should get sick, uh, to stay home. Don't bring that to church or to work or to the grocery store. So if you are able to stay home, if you have the flu or if you have COVID or if you have RSV, I would recommend that. Uh, or if you need to be out in public in your infectious, I would say wear a mask uh, to protect other people and to reduce the spread of disease. Um, I said a whole lot, so I'm gonna slow down and see if you have any questions for me. Oh, another thing I'll say about uh, vaccines is that um, there is a disparity, I guess, in vaccines being given. If we're looking at uh, uh, race distribution um, and African-Americans are less likely to be vaccinated against most of these disease processes for various reasons, but some of it could just be vaccine hesitancy What's in it? Why are you giving it to me? So I would um, really like to uh, encourage people if they have questions about the vaccines, any of the vaccines, to uh, 
reach out to healthcare professionals, uh, the health department. You mentioned my husband, Dr. Jamie Smith, who's uh, with the Bibb County Health Department. They'd be happy uh, to talk with you all about uh, what the science says about any of these vaccines, and they'd be happy to give the vaccine to you. All of these vaccines that I mentioned are available at your health department, uh, your primary care physician, or uh, any pharmacy, but some of them you may need a prescription from your physician before you can get the vaccine at the pharmacist. I'll yield and see if you have any questions. I said a whole lot. Well, yeah, well, you don't have to, but you can do if you if you decide to, because you've done a phenomenal job of explaining all of these vaccines. And, and I hope that as other people listen to you, it does what it has done for me, is it pricks one's conscientiousness mm -hmm. as it relates to what do I have these things? Because, you know, hey, I want to live a long time and I don't want, you know, I don't want chicken pox, you know, mm -hmm. or anything that looks like chicken pox. I don't want COPD. I don't want to have difficulty breathing. And I'm so glad you're on the show because I got a real problem, frankly. Mm -hmm. with subjectivity and how it seems like there's a trend to disrespect science, you know? And I was listening to a comedian the other day. He said he had his cousin to call him and said, uh, man, you gonna put that stuff in your body? He said, well, you put that cocaine and that alcohol and that nicotine in your body, you know, so now I'm trying to do something healthy. So, you know, how are you going to yeah. be asking me <clears throat> about something that's proven? But on a serious note, I'm just so glad because I would like to encourage. And you know what? Let me tell you something, Doc. And I'm not telling you anything. Let me mention something. A lot of people died. Yeah. I had friends that died, you know, who were healthy, uh, but caught COVID and, you know, and they expired. So I'm just so glad and I join you in encouraging, mm -hmm. you know, people and particularly African-Americans. We need to learn how to be more objective and conscientious. And, you know, there's an old phrase that says, do your research. Mm -hmm. And then you suggested, you are suggesting to us that we go to well-respected entities, individuals, and organizations like your husband, Dr. Jimmy Smith at the Department of Health, at least seek the information. Yeah, You know, you can make your own decision. You got your own brain and your own manner of thinking, but don't be swayed and excessively influenced by people who are making comments and saying things mm -hmm. with no backup with no backup. So and I would encourage people to not be afraid and, and be careful how you talk about things. Like I said, I got my shingles vaccine and it hurt. You're like, oh, it hurts. I'm not going to get it. Well, I got mine already. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm saying I got it and it was uncomfortable, it, it was, it did. My arm was sore for a little bit after the vaccine, but I got it. And so I don't want to use my words of saying, oh, it hurts and, it, and talk someone else out of getting it. And to think about, you mentioned that a lot of the things that we do that are uncomfortable. You wear those pretty shoes that are pointed and walk around in them, but they hurt your feet, but you wear them. Yeah. You know, or you go and get 
if your woman has their hair permed and you get it and it hurts your scalp and burns, but you got it done. So we do a lot of things that are uncomfortable, but we, you know, and that to make us look a certain way or feel a certain way, but this is something that you would do and it might make you feel uncomfortable and it could make you healthier or help you to reduce uh, reduce your risk of contracting a disease or reduce your risk of having significant complications if you should get um, um, infection by one of those disease processes. Let's chat about COVID. I mean, mm -hmm. is it real that it's, it's kind of coming back? I mean, I'm no scientist, no doctor, but I mean, I've just seen certain reports. Um, on, on, I want well, two things. I want. I want to talk about COVID, but I want to talk also about, you know, vaccinating for children and young people. You know how you used to have to get your vaccinations for, you mm -hmm. know, but there's all kind of activity and naysaying and things of that nature. So I just would like for you, after you talk about COVID, to address the importance of getting those vaccines at a young age for, for young people, for children. Yes, I think vaccines are important for all age groups. They're uh, vaccines that are uh, typically given in infancy and childhood, and then there are vaccines that are needed in adulthood that we described. Uh, COVID never really went anywhere. Um, it, it has always been here. It didn't go away. We're just able to contain it a little better, if you will. Like measles, mumps, and rubella. We don't hear about those so much because vaccines came out and those disease processes are controlled. Smallpox. You don't hear about it so much because vaccines came out and we were able to kind of control that. Polio. We don't hear about that so much because vaccines came out and we were able to contain that some. So it's not that it went away. Some of these diseases were eradicated, but uh, COVID, is, it never went anywhere. It was just contained. And now that the virus is mutated um, and, and continues to mutate and vaccines are the uh, um, vaccines are waning, and it's just becoming more prevalent. We're seeing more active disease, if you will. Uh, so I do encourage people, if you, you've not been immunized, even with your primary series, to go and get those. If you've received the primary series, to go and get the booster, I would recommend that. In addition to uh, the flu vaccine, um, recommend that you get that. And in addition to, you know, if you're ill, stay home. And if you're out, uh, and have symptoms for sure wear a mask and wash your hands. Yeah, I, I think people don't realize that. Matter of fact, I didn't, and I'm glad you said that. But uh, I think that uh, uh, we just don't realize how dirty hands or infectious hands or unclean hands mm -hmm. can play a role in a negative role in what spreads. Talk a little bit more about that. Well, yeah, you know, so it's just the uh, invisible germs are everywhere. And some germs are good. You need to be exposed to, you know, God made dirt, dirt doesn't hurt. Put it in your mouth and watch it work. And what we said as kids. So to be exposed to germs, uh, germs helps to build up your immune system. But we also need to be aware that we can spread germs with our hands and touch. 
And so if you're going to, you know, before meals, if you're touching things, to wash, just wash your hands. We think about it. You cough, we say cover your mouth. We really should, you know, cover here because you cover your mouth and then you go shake someone's hand with the hand you just coughed on or you touch the door and someone touches the door handle behind you. And so we can just unknowingly uh, or knowingly spread a lot of stuff, uh, at least airborne things that we might spread that way. And so just making sure that when you're out and about to uh, wash your hands. Now, how about the uh, hand sanitizers? I mean, a lot of people tend to keep, and then I'm glad you're saying this because I'm looking at some hand sanitizer on my desk and mm -hmm. I can't wait to reach over there <laughs> and, and, and use it. But how about hand sanitizers? Um, hand sanitizers are work as well. Uh, they uh, Some things you have to use soap and water with. Um, the hand sanitizers don't um, uh, work well uh, with controlling all uh, bacteria or fungi or things. So you have to be careful with that. Uh, and, you know, we can overutilize some things. You can, I'm not saying is that, can you wash your hands too much or use too much sand sanitizer, get rid of good flora too? So, yeah, I would just say, you know, with a bit of caution, but yes, if you're not able to use soap and water to wash your hands, uh, hand sanitizer can be appropriate. So you're saying time. that don't use hand sanitizer in lieu instead of washing your hands. I would say, you know, you can overkill hand sanitizer, soap and water gloves, you know, so pace yourselves. I, a bit of common sense with evidence, but um, I think if you don't, something in some instances, something is better than nothing. So using hand sanitizers can be appropriate, but also just washing your hands can work too. Okay. Well, Doc, you've done a good job. What I really want you to do, just for a matter of emphasis, go through mm -hmm. the the different uh, vaccines and the diseases that they are designed to prevent. And also, you know, the age level and the approach, you know, like you can go to your family physician or you can go to the Department of Public Health because in some instances, mm -hmm. some of these services are free. You know, I, I, I know that mm -hmm. many things are offered through the, and your husband, Dr. Swift, talked about all those available health services. And the thing that bothers me, frankly, mm -hmm. a lot, you know, I teach at the, the halfway house and I do a lot of teaching, you know, as a community and as individuals and as adults and as professionals, we just need to keep reminding people about resources in the community. You know, there are all kinds of resources that are available to really help us with any problem that we have. And I just emphasize that uh, a whole lot to not only the residents at the halfway house, but anytime I get an opportunity to talk to a group. So walk okay. us through those vaccines quickly once again. Okay, I'll take us through them again. One was your Tdap, tetanus. And then the Tdap gets tetanus and pertussis, what we call whooping cough. Uh, that's recommended once every 10 years, for all pregnant women. And if you're going to be around a newborn, then you should get your, your Tdap vaccine. Uh, the hepatitis B, and that's once every 10 years or as needed. 
with pregnancy or exposed being around a newborn. The next vaccine is um, your hepatitis A. Um, this was typically just recommended at travel, but now it's kind of recommended your hepatitis A. Hepatitis B, it's a series of three shots. Pneumonia is a PNB20 now, so you just need one shot for pneumonia. And that's the um, uh, pneumococcal vaccine. And it is recommended after the age of 65 or for people with uh, certain diseases, lung diseases, immunocompromised diseases. There is the uh, flu vaccine that is recommended every year, uh, typically recommended to get that vaccine between now-ish and October is when we recommend. But you, anytime you're able to get the flu vaccine, I'd say get it. And I would encourage parents to know that they do the flu blitz at the schools. So I would encourage you to let your kid get their flu shot while they're at school. You can sign the form. Typically, they'll send it home uh, in their papers, sign papers packet. But I would encourage you to allow your child to get their flu vaccine at school. And you get yours at your doctor's office, the health department, the drugstore, wherever. Um, the COVID vaccine booster update and the RSV um, that is recommended for certain groups. I think that's all of them. I think so. Well, I'm so appreciative of your imparting this information to the public and to me. Mm. I'm appreciative for the public and I'm appreciative for Alex Lee Haversham also. <laughs> because it means a lot to me. And I certainly am going to uh, write all of these down. That's why I asked you to repeat them. I left and, one off, the shingles. Yeah, the shingles, yeah. Shingles, shingles. That's recommended after the age of 50. It's a series yeah, of two. Yeah. And I want to encourage um, everybody, particularly African-Americans, to you know, do your research. Mm -hmm. You know, don't get shanghaied by all this false information and fake news. You know, you want to improve your community and you want to take the same. You know, science is still real in spite of what anybody says. Mm -hmm. You know, they have no scientific proof of that, that what they are saying is true. So, you know, you got we got big old brains and we're intelligent and we should know how to follow science mm -hmm. and do what's best for us, our children, our uh, bodies and our community. So this is a call to action. I'm your host, Alex Habersham, having interviewed Dr. Monique Davis-Smith, uh, who's a physician at Atrium Health. Base, where are you based, Doc? Uh, Atrium Health, Navicent, West Macon, out on uh, Eisenhower. Yeah, and we appreciate you and everything that you do. And we certainly appreciate the knowledge that you have imparted to us mm -hmm. today. Continue to do what you're doing. Give a shout out to the Department of Public Health and Absolutely. Dr. Jimmy Smith, and we appreciate what they are doing also. This is a call to action. I'm your host, Alex Habersham, having interviewed Dr. Monique Davis-Smith. Have a great day.
www.makingblackpages.com